0: G'day guys, welcome to the Canterbury Bulldogs NRL Fantasy Preview for 2023. Now the Doggies in 2022, they finished in 12th position, have a host of new signings to get them in the mix for this year. Joining me for his first team preview of the year is Corbs. Hello Corbs, how are you man?
1: TK, okay. I'm good mate, I'm very good.
0: Yeah mate, you're very pumped and after reading what the work that you've done for the textbook, I right, had about eight Damn doggies in my team, but we'll go through them tonight. But you've got me excited. But what do you what's your thoughts? Because a lot of gains and losses here, mate. But what do you reckon? How long is this team going to take to gel?
1: Yeah, good question. I think probably three to four rounds. I reckon. Like Marnie controlling things from the ruck, so obviously that's going to take a bit of time. They've got a couple of um, new mids mm. in there in the mix. So I think there could be some people maybe moving to the mids, but my team list is, <laughs> predicted team list, is a little different to a lot that I've seen from other people. So that uh, that might not be the case. And, yeah, and then just obviously a couple of new additions as well out in the uh, the backs, maybe even at fullback as well. So two new spine players from um, your Paul Newman's cupboard and that could change things up big time.
0: Yeah, Cobbs, you made an observation when we were chatting yesterday about if they locked in their 13 a lot of the forwards, I think, will kind of start playing out pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I'd, it's a really tough one. Like, uh, And it's the same with a lot of teams at the moment. I mean, we are early January, just trying to predict where people are in minutes and whatnot. Um, we have got a, a bit of a guide from minutes played in the past, mm. but then you've got a new coach as well. So that throws an extra spinner in the works because how is he going to play it? How or what does he want? you know, for the role of certain players because a lot of them are so adaptable. Like, you know, just talk about TPJ and RFM. Both can play that lock. Both can play the edge. Yeah. Uh, And both can play 80 minutes. They have done in the past. But TPJ, like, you know, the roller coaster that we'll talk about soon, it's 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 a weird one.
0: Yeah, Corbs. Now, 2023 gains and losses. They've gained. Philly Army kick out, a huge one. Reed Marnie, as you mentioned, from the Eels. Ryan Sutton from the Raiders. Andrew Davey from the Eagles. Franklin, Franklin Pele from the Sharkies. Hayes Perham from the Eels. Joshie Reynolds on the train and troll from Hull FC. Now, their losses. Jack Everton's gone to the Knights. Jerry Marshall King to the Dolphins. Paul Vaughan to Warrington. Matt Dufty joins him there. Joshy Jackson retired. Brent Naden to the Tigers. That was mid-year. Joe Stimson to the Titans. Aaron Schupp to the Titans. Ava Sivu Manafagai he's been released. Matt Dory to the Eels. Josh Cook released. Reese Rob Reese Hoffman released. Tui Katoa released. Brennan Wakeham is unsigned, and Corey Allen recently to the Roosters. Plenty of changes there, mate. I, I don't know that you have to learn some, all the new names for the. The new people coming in. I feel sorry for him a little bit there.
1: The Uso Gould, he was busy since he's come in, hasn't he? (laughs) <laughs> Just, I think, I think that's gone. I haven't seen any of that pop up for a while. It might have got shut down.
0: I hope Big Gussie's actually listening. He had a shot at us last week because he reckons that we were we're watching that news that we broke last week. He reckons we're on the hill and we've misinterpreted. Sorry to tell you, Gus, the mole's coming from your own team. It was a player, and it's not for anyone that thinks it's Kyle Flanagan because I know him. It's not Kyle, and it's a player in the team. It's going to make the top thirteen. Poor Gussie, he's got his mole, mate.
1: Yeah. Has no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, I did enjoy anyway the uh, the Gould or the the fake account that was going around. But yeah, huge huge changeover, um, and, and like the big one too. The coach, like things could change dramatically with how he sort of has players and um, just the the role that certain players might have that have had a a, a certain fantasy output in years gone by. So. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's I know you can't get a lot from trials, but you got only got to look back to last year. Maxie mm. King, if we didn't see trials, not a lot of people would have jumped on him. He shot the lights out and then obviously earned a spot in the team and no one looked back on him. So the, the trials are definitely going to give us something, especially that first week too. Uh, I know that there was an interview from Sheen's. A lot of the newbies, the rookies, mm. the, the maybe guys – fighting it out for that bench spot. So there's a couple, you know, the Pelé, um, even Davey. Uh, who else is there? Top, top, top e. yep. Yeah, there's a couple of those that you'll get a good look at and then hopefully the next week you usually uh, get that final audition for the, the starting 17 for about 30 minutes or maybe a first half and, and it's freshened up for round one.
0: Yeah, corpse. I think the two biggest things I'll take out of this is they've got a pretty late buy, so I'm pretty interested in loading up and potentially read money. We'll go through player by player the relevant guys in a second, but I guess the other thing that we've got to talk about is also, and we've slightly spoke about, is just how they feed all these forwards because they have a ridiculous amount of good players that are very equal sort of in talent.
1: Yeah, I, I know, and then, like you think about who they lost. Another big one was um, Joshy Jackson, mm-hmm. who was a, just a, a huge minute player. Going through there, like it, it's it's a difficult one because New Brown is now uh, up on the the doggy site, so I don't think it'll be too long before he comes into the fantasy game. He's a he's a perfect fourteen candidate yeah. with his um, his gameplay and. and that sort of tells me that it's him and Topene that are fighting it out for that 14th 14, spot. Right.
0: Yeah. All right, Corbs, let's lip, uh, rip into some plays analysis. So we'll do the studs, duds, cashies. We'll do the bounce-back traps and drafts. So let's rip in. How good is this play? Now, Corbs, first guy <clears throat> Excuse me on the agenda, Matt Burden, 718K, loses his dual centre half, but his break-even's still not... He's pretty reasonable, mate, at 50. What's your thoughts on him and kind of a projection around how he's going to go this year, man?
1: Yeah, well, I don't mind him. And uh, the big one with Matty Burton, I know that there's all the talk about Marnie and the service, but the addition of kick out outside him is going to be huge. The I think he gets voted like best edge player by the players vote <laughs> every year because he's just – imagine facing him in defence. But the amount of um, focus he's going to take off Burton is going to be huge. And, and Burton, we know, he, he when he was playing at the Panthers, loved that show and go. And so that's only going to increase his attacking stats, maybe a line break here or there or try yep. when they're in their attacking range. So, yeah, I'm projecting because he's – Yeah, the break even 50, I'm projecting he could easily get to that 55, if not 60, Mm. uh, especially also if you take into consideration second year in the halves and the team is only improving like we just talked about, all the adds and losses and that's, you know, it's his team now, which is pretty evident with his big contract signing the other day, if the team improves Surely he's got a benefit from that as well.
0: Well, to think Gorb's he was averaging 50 and the team wasn't scoring tries. So you, you think he was pretty much depleted of attacking stats last year. Like his, his try assists are under half a try assist a game. I can see that ridiculously going up this year. They've got a way better team. Just put Reed Marnie and Villiami Villiam- Kick out to a, a way better attacking weapons. A lot of attention is going to get taken away from Matt Byrne. We already know his combination that he's got with the, with the Fox. And now, whoever's going to be on that left edge with kick out in that middle, well, at the moment, it looks like Brayden Burns might be the favourite there. But I can definitely see a really high probability of Burton really extending that. And I'm a big supporter of your projection of that 55 to 60, mate.
1: Yeah, their attack is nowhere near what it could be this year. So, and again, like, if he's the main man, he's going to have to benefit from that attack and goal kicking as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for him. He's... Loses uh, the center DPP, which is a big loss, mm. but I think, I, I don't mind, uh, there was a couple of loose DPPs, like he, he's not going to play center again now, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that being taken from him, and oh, I can only see the dog's attack improving. So he's, I see him as a, as a gun half, mm. obviously not in the hinds or Cleary, but... It wouldn't surprise me if he was he was up there chomping at the heels this year.
0: Yeah, Corbs, I reckon if you don't go the Cleary or Hines strategy and you were to take someone like a Cam Murray, I think pairing someone like a Matt Burden with maybe an Adam Dwayne or a Jackson Hastings might be a really good strategy.
1: Yeah, big time. Yeah, well, then you've got a bit of a coin to go that Muzz, as you've have you said. So, uh, He's not in my team at the moment but he's he's in my pool of players that I continue to <laughs> chop and change.
0: <laughs> like it. Now, let's go.
1: Oh, no, no, Thanks, no, man. no,
0: no. Duds, unfortunately, his half's partner, friend of the show, Kyle Flanagan, 456K, break even of 31. Next to that dominance of Matty Burden here, Corbs, he's just not relevant, man.
1: Yeah, he's, unfortunately, he, he, well, he's definitely not the dominant half. He's average gone from 44 to 32, um, kick meters, 294 meters a game to 74 meters a game. <laughs> and that's just with the – that's purely on the arrival of Burton. Um, not the first-choice goal kicker. It's, it's just so many things are just against him while Burton's in that team. And, and the other one too, there's two guys that haven't been included in the top 30 yet. You've got that Khaled Rajab yep. uh, who was the Lebanon half, big raps, and did himself a lot of favours in the World Cup. And Gould actually came out, I think it was mid-December, and said, I'm sure he'll debut next year, probably at seven. So you're not saying, like, especially Gould, he doesn't mix his words up. He's pretty sort of um, particular about what he says to the press. So that's huge for him. And if you're Flanagan, that's not good news. No.
0: It just seems that Burden runs the show, right? Because Flanagan is a better goal kicker than Burden. Burden's... Geeking percentage isn't great. So for him to be replaced, no. like it does say a lot about who runs the team. And I guess Flano just really just suits Burden because he just gets out of his way, distributes to him. So it's one of those things that he might be, he might even pick up his form in a real wise, but just can't see those points coming yet, Corbs, to even have a look. The only way that you would have a look is if unfortunately maybe Matt Burden got injured or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be the only way you'd look at him. I mean... Yes, you can go back to that rooster's side, but I don't think there'd be many halves that you couldn't chuck in there that wouldn't have scored well in fantasy. They were humming, and he just sort of (laughs) had to catch and pass and was also the goal kicker there. So I don't think we're going to see that again, and hopefully he has a good year, but I don't think he's going to be fantasy relevant.
0: Yeah, was a really good gig. All right, Corbs, let's talk a few cashies. Let's talk about Hayes Perham first, you know, well, it's not rumours, it's fact that he has been training at fullback. 298k, break-even to 21, does look to be the front-runner. Maybe it's the style, you know. I had a chat someone about this today, and maybe Seraldo's style that he is bringing from the Panthers. Considering how much ball that Viliami out used to get at the Panthers and the left edge sort of, you know, the flow of attack in there, and you think about the Panthers with Dylan Edwards. He's not a ball-playing fullback, but he's a very, very good support-playing fullback and someone that just gets through a mountain of work. So maybe he's seeing same, the same sort of qualities in this, this man. Hayes Perrin, boy, can you tell me about him?
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't actually looking at him too closely. All my eyes were on Alamotti. I think Alamotti was the first picked when I did my first team, and he's been punted now. But look, like he doesn't have a lot. I think he only had uh, one game NRL fullback. He mm. got a 20 uh, before coming off with a 10 to go against the Panthers. So you can sort of probably forgive him for that one. But in his New South Wales Cup, has a 45 average. Um, you know I don't probably expect him to go that big, maybe mid-30s to a 40, but he's, he's priced at a bottom dollar. So he's got huge potential to make good coin. My only worry is we haven't seen enough of him. And yeah. how many times have we picked that, who we think's is a great cashy to only get punted or moved early yeah. rounds.
0: The job security but, there, I, Corbs, I, is just, that's the biggest thing, right? Like, especially in a team yeah. with all these new players, if they start losing games, well, and they might put the fullbacks, they'll think they're not working. So that's the biggest thing that I've just, just my biggest risk for, for Perham is just that job security.
1: Yeah, and you look at their run, they get two home, uh, two away games, Manly and Melbourne. Then... Two easy ones in the Tigers and Warriors, but then they've got Cowboys, South, Para, Cronulla.
0: Mm. So it can get
1: difficult. It'll be a, a tough baptism of fights. Either you you put him in there and just you're it. Let's go with you, or yeah, like you said, things might go pear shaped and he could get moved on, and we could go back to what everyone else predicted with Avrilo there, who, who showed us he can do the job, and um, Young Gun Alamotti comes in and does his thing. But I did see a lot of the Kiwi boys uh, in a Warriors chat. Had huge wraps on him and were stoked that he's going to get a shot when uh, the news got put out the other day. Uh, just say like he Apparently, yeah. in his junior days, it was a gun. And yeah, they're looking forward to for everyone to see how good he is. So no, hopefully, he's injury free and does his thing.
0: Yeah, it's good to see him get a chance. But we'll talk about Paul Alamotti now, Corpse, 230k, break even at 16. Now, the news out of the camp is that, you know, highly talented, just he's carrying a lot of injuries. But the thing is, we've still got to be aware of who he is. And like we did mention, during trials, anything can happen. Injuries can happen, and then all of a sudden you're thrown into the mix. But he's, he's got a pretty good New South Wales Cup numbers from last year. What, what's your thoughts on Alamonte here, Corbs?
1: Yeah, he's, he's almost in pencil. Uh, pen, sorry. Take the pencil. Get rid of it. Put him in pen in the black book because I think we will see him at some point in <sighs> 2023. Uh, they are saying experience, just age, and a bit of an injury history uh, might make him eased into the NRL, while we might not see him round one um, from your sources. But if he was to score that centre spot at some point, has the potential to make upward of about 250K if he hits mm. that mid-30s average. Uh, so, yeah, oh, but there's not much more to be said there. Just keep an eye on him. He, he's, as soon as he comes in, everyone will jump on, but... Uh, don't be surprised if he's not there around one.
0: Yeah. Now, guys, plenty more to chat about. Before we do, if you, if you haven't yet, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. You can enjoy the banter on social media, Facebook, Talking League Pod. I usually look after that. Corb's been doing an amazing job on Instagram. So if you want to have a yarn with Corb, him up in the inbox on Talking League Pod and also follow all the posts he's been doing. And he will be covering the box on Talking League One. So if you want to chat with Andy, jump on that. The Talking League text, that's out, Gen 30, Comprehensive Guide to NRL Fantasy 2023. 391 team profiles, all the 17 teams covered. 100, it's 180 pages, but Corbs, you're using it today to create your teammate.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's so handy. Oh, this is the most prepared I've been ever. <laughs> it's all there in one spot. Um, yeah, it's been really good. Very handy. Just also going back to Instagram DMs. <laughs> Should we mention how you dogged a certain uh, bloke over in New Zealand that goes pretty good with footy?
0: <laughs> the All Blacks captain, Sammy Kane. Yeah, he's still yeah. dirty on it, but he'll be he'll be appearing on the show sometime before the start of the preseason. They love it. The Chiefs, go the Chiefs. I don't I don't think I'm going to say. Yeah. I,
1: um, Leo Thompson's brother plays for the Chiefs. Eeyore.
0: Okay. Apparently they get yeah, all get around our, it. They love it, the Kiwi boys. So
1: Tyrone, Tyrone Thompson. Yeah, okay. He's um, yeah. They they were pretty close last year. The Chiefs. They'll go. They'll go good again this year. Let's get I mean,
0: Chiefs jerseys for Sammy to say sorry.
1: Yeah. What it was? What was he? He was saying that they've got a comp within the Chiefs. He does. they all froth on it.
0: Yeah, they love it. So big shout out to the Chief boys who are listening, and big shout out to Sammy. We'll see you soon on the potty. But just back to the textbook, 20% of profits that will be donated to Bow Cancer Australia. That's the honour the legacy and contribution to the fantasy immunity of Steve Nichols, who unfortunately passed away from bowel cancer a short time ago. Our partners at Game Day Squad have also thrown in a free pack of cards. So for more details, just make sure that you just follow all the social medias or you can visit Mark down January thirty for the release date. It's nineteen We'll also give you a free sample before you buy it. So just have a look out for that. We'll have that for a free download on there. Also, our friends at Game Day Squad, they've got some major announcements coming up. Lots of huge prizes for this year as well. So make sure you register your team for free at gamedaysquad.com.au. Now, Corbs, let's keep ripping in. These guys kind of come under the cashy segment, and the first one I want to talk to you about was Ryan Sutton, because he's getting a little bit of attention. 491k, the Englishman with a break-even of 34. Did have some past relevance here, Corbs?
1: Yeah, and he's shown like bits and pieces at the Raiders behind what is a a very good pack in itself. Mm. And so he's come to have a crack at the Bulldogs pack. (laughs) He might be fighting for the minutes again. But if he was to get that start... Uh, he's proven in the past to be a big minute player. So he, he's got that in him. If they were to go, I think you would love to see him at 13 um, because that's probably his favoured spot. At the Raiders, that's what I would probably be looking at in the trials. I'd have to see him playing in a starting spot in the team. Otherwise, I feel like he's just coming on to relieve the mids. In I think Thompson's a lock. I think... Uh, Maxie King and him are really fighting it for who's going to be that other sort of alpha middle.
0: Yeah, well, whoever gets the start here, Corb, probably going to knock out 50 minutes. So, that's a big indicator. And I think that's where Sutton's kind of value lies if he can get around that 50. If he gets around that 50, what, have we got a kind of a low 40s projection on him?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, like, he had a point seven eight points per minute in 2022. So, like, if he's playing 50 minutes, he's still only at that 39 points. So, mm. There was a bit of hype about him, but I don't know if I'm going to rush in there. Uh, I'd like to see probably him at more at the prop because similar to that Tino, their output just becomes a lot more fantasy relevant because they're not distributing the ball. They're just getting the ball and running. You're getting post-contact meters. You're getting a few tackle breaks and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I'd probably want him to be playing prop and I'm happy for Maxi King who really is priced at, at what his average is. Now that would make Ryan Sutton more relevant to me. But, yeah, there's a few points. You break even of 34 there, you might get five or seven um, points of value.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those things, because you might want to just put a three-date on all these guys, right, just to kind of yeah. really digest the minutes, the roles, and let the team get on a bit of a roll, because it just seems that there's just a hell of a lot of risk from Ryan Sutton to Luke Thompson to TPJ it's just nearly becoming impossible just to think about what their actual roles and minutes are going to be.
1: Yeah, well, going back to your first question at the start of the pod, I was trying to do a little bit of a breakdown of the minutes and could be well off here, but you kick out 75, uh, second row 70. Serraldo doesn't mind the 70. That allows Toppany to come on or New Brown to push an RFM or a TPG out to the edge. Mm. Then you've got the thirteen playing forty five minutes. Thompson fifty five, uh, Pele twenty. I don't think Pele is going to get big minutes early on. He is what was his average about thirty to thirty five in New South Wales Cup. But oh yeah, there'll be a massive step up. He in, he might not even make the team.
0: So yeah, that's another one that he'll be right on that kind of border of getting into the team as well. But. Yeah, Corbs, yeah. I, t- I, t- yeah, I reckon, why don't we talk a little bit about P- TPJ? Because th- more and more people are getting interested in him. I know that you wanted to cover him in draft, but let's cover him now in classic because we can do this quite comfortably. 593k, only got a break even of 41 here, Corbs. But the interesting thing is he's one of the guys that has retained a jewel. It does seem that he's super fit right now, which is the, probably the fittest we've seen him maybe in his whole career. Did a lot of boxing over the preseason. I know that we've both... Ro- we've both Went the roller coaster? I saw a picture of him doing something in the gym today, but mate, I don't know. Am I getting? Am I going nuts?
1: Oh, I oh, I don't know if you are. I just it, everyone's got the same reaction to this bloke. He can be so good, but it's it's the roller coaster. Do you want to jump on? If he gets the edge, he'd only have to play that sixty minutes, and you'd be laughing. You'd jump up to that fifty-five average. And, I mean, 60 minutes could be sort of going easy. He could easily get uh, 65 to 70. That is a big if, though, on the edge. He may be used as that big bulldozer in the middle because, yeah, although we don't like it, it can be very effective for him. And I don't know, with TPJ, I'd just simplify his role. I don't know if I'd want to put him at 13 where I've seen a few people put him in
0: there.
1: Mm. I'd just play him as the traditional prop get the ball, run hard, quick play the ball and get us on the front foot.
0: Yeah, it makes sense that he comes from the bench, I think. 25 minutes, come in, do your 15 minutes, do your 10 minutes break at halftime, do another 10-minute stint, go off for probably 15, 20 minutes and then finish the game with an explosive stint. So you only waste two interchange cards. There were some games last year where he used four interchange cards.
1: <laughs> he used to blow up. You hated it. Mate, it's
0: a waste of time, but you know what the strategy. If you'd use that strategy, which I just suggested... You only used two. Who was the coach? It was uh, our and then the bloke, they got Potsy, saw, yeah. he got fired. What's his name? Barrett.
1: He thought he was still in the eighties, unlimited interchange, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Super League era. Now, quickly, <laughs> quickly here, calls Andrew Davy, four hundred and sixty-three k. I guess even if you have a look, he's probably front runner for that right edge role. Break even at thirty-two. You know, he showed some good numbers at Manly and also, more particularly at Parramatta. But what are you thinking here?
1: I like him. I so don't do understand I for some why reason. he's not getting talked about. What's that? So do I.
0: I like him yeah. as well.
1: Well, he was being chased by Eels and Manly, where they got rid of foreign, and he was still hadn't signed anything. So. Surely Seraldo's had it or he's, he's spoken to someone and I reckon Seraldo would have spoken to him. There had to be some clarification on you're going to get a spot because there's an Eels edge spot available. There's Tuolungi coming over to Manly mm. and that was a battle that he had already sort of won. He was playing there quite easily, almost kept Schuster. Oh, Schuster didn't help himself because he'd come back a little bit unfit and a few injuries niggling him last year. But I, I actually also, watching him last year, he ran some really good outline attacks mm. like, um, and made some really good breaks. and f- was a, a huge help in that. Uh, and then he also is really strong in defense. And that's something that I know Soraldo will be all over. He will want strong defense. And obviously, kick Kikau's the left edge up. But he's going to be outside Flanagan, who's going to be getting plenty yep. of traffic sent his way. He's a late bloomer, but I just don't think write him off. He could easily lock up that edge position, maybe play 65. You you can put someone out there in RFM for a spell or Hmm. TPJ just to cause a bit of carnage. But he'll be really safe and and start the game there. I've, I've actually got him in my predicted 17 for the doggies and... Yeah, I've got him at making potentially seven to ten points of value if he, he gets that edge spot.
0: Yeah, more news on Raymond Faye-Teller who's very fantasy relevant as well in the textbook. So just look out for that one. All right, Cobbs, let's finish off with two. So we'll do.
1: Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the
0: night I stacks. Knew that was real when I hit a bounce back. Now, Corbs Reed Money six hundred and fifty nine k break even of forty five. The news today with New Brown probably makes me a little bit. Oh, I might take him out of the team now because I was kind of going with the hope that he would play eighty minutes. But what's your thoughts on maybe the season? A bit of bounce back here from Reed Money.
1: Yeah, I mean it has officially. Well, he's up on the doggy site, so I'm predicting. And I always thought he'd crack into the top thirty. That's New Brown. Mm-hmm. I was hoping maybe a Josh Reynolds and Rajab got in there and New Brown might not. That's a bit selfish of me because I love the, the story of New Brown coming back and playing footy. But, yeah, it really hurts Marnie now because I, I think New Brown is a perfect candidate for the 14 spot. And that just really cripples his 80-minute hooker narrative that we were spinning. Yep. Because I know that he he hurt me last year. Did you end up getting on him last year?
0: Yeah, I did too, around the origin time.
1: Yeah. But looking at his things, it was a really... It was a bit of an anomaly, as Andy would say. He had 10 demerit points per game. It was horrendous. 3.3 missed tackles. That was up. Nearly one and a half tackles on his past two seasons. 0.8 errors per game. Yeah, He had a four-year low in base stats. A four-year low in points per minute. So... He had those few niggling injuries. Now, that's not to say that they won't be there again this year, but he's had a a full off-season, didn't play the World Cup. Hopefully, if he's fresh, fix up a few things. There there is that chance if he was to play 80, but now I'm not so convinced with the, the new Brown in there at the Doggies training, ripping and tearing.
0: Yeah, you know, the merits. I guess it's that shoulder injury that he was carrying, right? So... A little bit of maybe him carrying that. So, hopefully, like you said, a little bit of freshness over the off season to really fix that up. But I think round one, if New Brown's not on the bench, I'll take Reed. If he is there, I won't take him. I've got no problems with Jackson Torpenny going there because I think that's only just a little bit of a utility. I don't think he'll actually ever play there. It's just if Reed ever got injured. But I would have my reservations if New Brown was there. But Reed's in my mind, mate. I actually do think that he, yeah. he can project up between that 50 and 55.
1: The other one too, if, if Marnie's there and there's no new Brown in, in top and Topany he, is on the bench. If you see a Pelé and TPJ is on the bench, so he's looking at that sort of mid-rotation, oh, I can't see Pelé and TPJ. They're, they're not big-minute players. I know mm-hmm. TPJ is in the past, but last year he didn't prove that. So that could also help just sort of share the minutes if you've got two low-minute mids on the bench.
0: Yep. All right, Cobbs, let's finish. Trap
1: trap, city bitch. Trap, trap,
0: city bitch. trap, trap, city bitch. Trap, city bitch. Trap, city bitch. Trap, trap city bitch. All right, Cobbs, to finish, Jake Averillo, 370k, break-even at 26. Does have that jewel? We are both pretty high on him when we opened up the game. Obviously, the information coming through. Talk to me about his kind of value at both the centre and particularly maybe if he starts to switch back to fullback.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think whatever... Like if he does play center, the, also with that scoop, uh, Burns has been playing more over on the left, yep. which is, that's where you want the center to be. So he's going to be the non-dominant side on the right edge. Uh, with his average at center, it is well down. It's not great. No, it's uh, there's no real value at all. The fullback was where he was going to make a bit of coin. He was looking at maybe 100K mm. uh, in value. And the big one also was he has that center jewel, which is still the carrot that's dangled in front of everyone's eyes. But I just don't – don't unless he plays fullback and is in that fullback, and even then it would be a risky one similar to what we are saying about um, Perham. How long is he going to be there? If things don't go right, is he moved back to centre and yep. something else is trialled? Um, yeah, he, he's not sort of he's in the pool of players that I'm still sort of chopping and changing from, but he's only there because of the centre jewel.
0: Yeah, keep him in your thoughts, but you know this team might chop and change, right? So they might play the first five games at centre, average twenty. His price ridiculously drops down and then maybe they do move him back to the fullback because maybe that's where it suits the team. So just be aware of kind of where he is and what he can produce because that fullback, he had some really good games there at fullback, had a few hard games there at fullback, but he was scoring tries, looked good. I think every game he grew because it was a very relatively new position to him.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing too, we were talking about the attack should improve. He is a very attacking player, so he would... You know, maybe benefit one to three points in a, in an uptick in attack for the team. So, yeah, it, it all depends on where his position is come round one. But where he is at the moment? From what we're hearing, um, unfortunately, he's he's fallen into the trap city.
0: Yeah. So right centre Corbs, do not touch him if he ends up at fullback. Yeah, probably put a good good consideration on him. Yeah. Nice. Well Corbs that was the doggies. Before we go, if you want to be featured on Talking Lee, we've got two options now. Talking League hotline, that's open for callers. Leave us your best narratives, questions, anything you want pretty much. If you're inside Australia, call O two eight four zero five nine three eight. Yeah, something like that. I'll, I'll put all the numbers in the show notes as well. 84057938. We'll also be launching a new show, which will be live during the regular season on Monday night and also during the preseason. So, anyone that wants help with their team heading into round one, you can appear on the show with all of us guys and we'll, you can pick, pick our brains on anything to do with your team. So, if you want to be part of that show, just simply the message one of the inboxes on the social medias, tell us a little bit about yourself, post your team, and, yeah, we'll select a couple of people each week to be on the show on a regular basis. All right, Corbs, thanks for your thoughts tonight. You'll be back for the Draggies, mate.
1: Yeah, yep, the uh, the old Doggies, they're a, um, they're a big watch. There's a, there's a few in there if, if the cards are dealt right. All the Doggies fans, they're pretty excited about this squad. I was talking to a, a mate, Nighty, the other day. He, they all have top eight. I just don't I, – I feel like they might just come short.
0: They're close. I think they'll be in that 8 to 10 range. I think there'll be, there'll be temptations to, you know, put a couple of bucks on them during the year, but, yeah.
1: No, there's always temptation to put a couple of bucks on things.
0: <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay at the tab. Stay safe and we'll check you for another show in a couple of days. See ya.